First off, if it wasn't natural polymers, we probably wouldn't be in the spray foam business right now. To be able to get out in front of our contracts and say, here, here's a new product. Here's a new innovative product. And here's how it's going to benefit yourself. Here's how it's going to benefit the builder. And here's how it's going to benefit the homeowner. This is the one and only, the original podcast where you can find yours and your business's true value. You're listening to Our Value, brought to you by America's insulation source, IDI Distributors. You want to hear from the best contractors, suppliers, and consultants that dedicate themselves to more than just survival in the business world? Industry professionals that are dedicated to excellence in every aspect of their business? Our Value has them all here to share that same motivation and knowledge with you. Tune in and grow a more successful, profitable, educated, and recognized business. Listen to the Our Value podcast to become the industry leader in your market. Find your value with Our Value. Welcome to the R Value Podcast. Here at IDI, we like to push the envelope, do the unthinkable, achieve the impossible, and today we're doing just that. I'd like to welcome a couple gentlemen to join me in a podcast about spray foam from Owens Corning. Yes, you heard it, folks. Owens Corning Spray Foam Podcast. I can't believe I'm saying that, but here we are. Mike Swift is the Vice President and General Manager of the North American Building Insulation Business at Owens Corning, a world leader in insulation, roofing, and fiberglass composites. Appointed to the role in 2018, he is also an officer of the company. Mike was the transaction owner of the Owens Corning side of the Natural Polymers acquisition. Since 2007, Mike is driving value creation in the new construction, remodel, and commercial markets for the insulation business in North America. He was promoted to vice president in 2008 and added general manager responsibilities in October of 2018. Over this period, he led the recovery in Owens Corning's residential insulation business, the commercial integration of Owens Corning's thermofiber mineral wool business, the growth of Owens Corning's extended polystyrene foam business, and the expansion of Owens Corning's commercial business in the U.S. and Canada. That's a mouthful. And we also have Kurt Walters. (laughs) No, just kidding. Kurt, uh, we've worked with Kurt for a long time as well. Kurt Walters is the National Account Sales Manager. He's been at Owens Corning for over 20 years, joining Owens Corning in January of 2001. Kurt has held a variety of positions, including account management, retail marketing, with the majority of his career being in sales. Kurt will be leading the sales efforts overall for Natural Polymers. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Kind of amazing that we're all here talking about this, but I think we should just jump right into it and address the gorillas and elephants in the room. Obviously, OC has been fairly vocal against spray foam for some time now. And I just want to ask, how do you kind of explain the position that OC has held towards spray foam up until this point? Yeah, I can tell you from a personal standpoint, this is, I mean, a a spray foam podcast coming from me is not something I expected to be doing, but there's been a lot of firsts over the past year, but it's been exciting. You know, I think it is good for us to kind of look backwards a little bit as now we're, we're, we're an owner of a, of a spray foam company. We've, we've watched this industry really closely for a long time. And, you know, some of you have, you know, a number of the folks out there that are listening to this know some of the positions that we've taken 
on spray foam and against it. But I think a lot of things have changed that have really helped us with the way we thought about this decision uh, with natural polymers. And first of all, First of all, with safety, you know, this was top of mind for us. It's something we talk about a lot as a manufacturing company and something we considered as we entered the industry. But in the past 10 years, there's been a lot of changes. And, and you guys know it. the advancements on the chemistry side of things have improved quite a bit. Um, the low VOC chemistry. Um, and then on the installer side, really more formalized, readily available training programs, job site protocols more focus on applicators, application technique, and a lot of the work that, that IDIF does out there with the customer base just to make sure that the product is, is going on the way it should in a safe manner out in the marketplace. The second thing for us is really our customers, and many of our customers are deeply invested in spray foam and have been for a while, and a lot of them have encouraged us to get into the industry because they, they like the way that we operate with them from just the people on our teams, the products, the programs we offer, and a lot of people feel felt that if we were in the industry, we'd be a really good partner to them. And then I'd say third, uh, which is, well, this is one that would be a little tougher to admit, but it's a good product. Say that one. Well, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I think it cut out yeah, for a I'll second. Say it again. <laughs> it's good products. Uh, you know, the attributes this product has from an insulating standpoint, give us a tremendous product platform to innovate from. So when we look at, at um, how you insulate a building or a home, this adds to the portfolio of products that allow us to get to the best solution for our customers. So I think all of those things have changed and developed as we've, as we've gone through the years and, and uh, you know, natural polymers was the right solution for us. So earlier on, I can understand the safety concern, right? You have contractors who are essentially acting as a chemist on a job site, mixing materials. It's different than opening a pre-manufactured bag of bats or blown in. We're mixing raw materials that are potentially carcinogens. And there's a lot of controls that, you know, need to be in place and a lot of training that goes along with it. So I think it's probably no secret. Owens Corning knew it was a good product for a long time. I don't think that's a secret. But it can only be a good product once installed the right way, if that's fair. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and one thing to add, Aaron, is just around the advancements of our existing products on the fiberglass side, similar to the advancements in the products on the spray foam side. Um, I think this will push our technical teams and our um, and our R&D teams to you know really drive what kind of solutions we can provide in the building material space. So pretty cool complimentary product um, and something that we can package together potentially at some point in time. Yeah. And I think complimentary product is the right way to say it. You know, I think there's obviously space for everything. When you look at a complete thermal envelope, you can almost utilize every type of insulation in some capacity. Um, And now Owens Corning is obviously going to cover most all of those bases, if that's fair. Absolutely. Please like and subscribe to our podcast and head over to our YouTube channel for future content. And as always, reach out to your local IDI rep for your Owens Corning and Natural Polymers insulation product needs. You know, throughout this process, what did Owens Corning learn about spray foam that it didn't previously know? I don't know that I'd say that there was much that we didn't know or were aware of because, like I said, we've been watching the industry pretty closely um, but I, I'd say since we've been in the in, in the business, which is only a few weeks now since the acquisition was completed, we're we're learning 
way more than we expected when it comes to where this product can go from an innovation standpoint. So when you, when you think about new products, new formulations of existing products, new markets like offsite construction, there's a lot of places that work fairly well entrenched that'll um, allow us to take a, a new technology and a new chemistry into that space and, and really innovate with it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And by offsite, are you referring to like offsite paneling, panelization and things like that? Yeah, sorry, I should explain that. Yeah, um, off-site home building. So, yeah, from panelization up to complete homes uh, built in a factory setting, uh, which, you know, spray foam could really lend itself to that application. You mentioned how spray foam is a good product. I think we all agree on that, obviously. But what are some of those benefits that you see with spray foam? One of the main things is, again, I'll go back to the complementary of products and the building envelope. Um, We've obviously had some innovation in the past um, or products that we brought to market to try and utilize the full envelope of the house or get into the full envelope of the house. And this was always a product that's been there. It's been a good product. And obviously we're in it now, but this then gives us that complimentary product that we can sell, you know, as a package at some point in time, um, but really mirrored up with our existing fiberglass products, potentially with our foam XPS products, our mineral wool products, so it gives us a, a product portfolio suite that we can really go to the to the builders and to the contractors with a full complementary of products. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add to that, Aaron. Uh, I think the, you know, when you look at the trade-off of our value per inch and cost, working with a chemistry like you have in spray foam, you have the ability to toggle that um, pretty seamlessly, especially with some of the hybrid oper- hybrid foam opportunities there are out there. So, you know, between what Kurt's talking about with our bat products, um, we can really work to deliver the best R value solution for the building codes that are out in the marketplace right now and, and the changes in the building codes that are coming. Okay. And I want to move into uh a little bit of kind of natural polymers specifically, you know, I, we've worked with them for some time and, you know, I think their approach to chemistry and coming up with some of their own different packages and um, kind of the mindset of being safer and being low on global warming potentials and VOC ratings, you know, with that, what support do you see that is needed in order to grow spray foam. So there's a different level of support, right? You know, fiberglass, it it probably doesn't take the same level of maybe field support. Training has always been there in any type of insulation uh, when we're talking about building science. But specifically, what do you see different in spray foam from a support aspect as maybe you don't have with uh, fiberglass on the bat or the blow inside? I mean, at the end of the day, just like we are with fiberglass, it's all about the contractor. We've got to be in front of these contractors and help them with whether it's their equipment, whether it's the technical side. You had mentioned it when you started the when we started the program here, Aaron, around this is to some extent manufactured on site. So in different climate zones, in different um, just in different areas of the country, the support that's needed out there from the contractors, we've really learned is even more so hands-on, probably than we've experienced in the past. Yeah, no, I, I actually wanted to flip this a little bit back towards you, Aaron, because you guys are the standard out there for what what it takes to, you know, really make a contractor successful in the market with spray foam. What are some of the things that, that you've learned at IDI as, as you've gone on the journey? Because, I don't know, you guys have probably been in it for, I don't know, 10 years or so at this point, I'm guessing. 
Yeah, yeah, longer than that, I think. Um, it does. It takes a, a level of support and a commitment to our end users that it means a lot to us and, and to them and to their customers. So, again, none of these spray foam products work unless they're installed properly and they're ventilated properly and the crew that installs it is safe and they can measure the output of it. So in addition to just initial kind of training and commissioning, there's an ongoing level of education uh, as codes change, but just even correcting bad habits as, you know, labor assets maybe come and go and, you know, the, the guy you were training last time is now training his new crew, you know, and the next time we, we hope that they're all still there. But if they're not, our tech support is there to help them and correct any bad habits and kind of veer them back on track. So that's our approach to it. And it's it's a good approach. We think it's been successful for us. And again, ultimately for end users that we're not spraying anything in a house that we wouldn't want our own loved ones to live in. I think our team is excited to work with not only your team, but the contractors out there to learn. We're never, we're never short of wanting to learn. We do it with our existing products today in the fiberglass side, but I think there's some pretty cool learnings that, that we both um, can deem value from at the end of the day, whether it's the manufacturer, the distributor and the contractor. So that's some, some pretty cool stuff to, that we have ahead of us. What intrigued Owens Corning specifically about natural polymers? You know, why them? Is there something they did that was kind of special or unique? Or why were they a standout when looking at kind of the insulation, the spray foam manufacturing pool out there? That's a good one. I, I'm glad you asked it, too, because I, I would tell you, first off, if it wasn't natural polymers, we probably wouldn't be in spray foam business right now. The company mattered a lot in our decision. You know, first of all, it was about the people first, really getting a good feel for for Ben and the team. And, you know, many of you guys know Ben. He's a chemist, didn't want to work in a lab, became an installer, and didn't just install. He actually got down in his basement at night, started in innovating formulations, turned that into a really successful business, um, and just a really cool guy, you know. So getting to know Ben and his team was a big part of it and the entrepreneurial field that those guys have. And again, on the people side is IDI. So knowing you guys were such an important customer made us much more comfortable that we could step in and have a great relationship out of the date, out of the gate with, you know, a really important customer. You know, second was for the portfolio and the focus on low VOC, just the intensity around the applicator experience and safety. That's a trait that natural polymers has matched up really well from an OC philosophy standpoint too. So really nice fit there. And then lastly, it was innovation. And again, Ben is a really innovative guy. So us being part of the business now and being able to help out, we can really free him up to spend a lot more time in the lab working on, you know, the things he's only been able to think and dream about so far. So um, really, really nice fit from a company standpoint. Kurt, anything to add about kind of natural polymers specifically and, you know, what the experience has been and selecting them and kind of going through the process? Yeah, I think around, you know, just customer synergies. Um, Mike obviously alluded to it from the standpoint of IDI, um, but again, how we can bring this product to market, how we can leverage Ben's experience, his expertise, and then also put some muscle behind that with our S and T, um, with our S and T team down in, in Columbus, Ohio and Granville, Ohio, um, put some muscle behind it and give, give Ben, like, like Mike said, give Ben 
kind of the, the keys, if you will, to do the things that he really enjoys doing, which is, which is inventing cool stuff and driving innovation, um, which we've seen already. And, and I think as we innovate with products, right, then there's some, some differences and we've got to be on the front end of that to be able to get out in front of our contractors and say, here, here's a new product. Here's a new innovative product. And here's how it's going to benefit yourself. Here's how it's going to benefit the builder. And here's how it's going to benefit the homeowner. So we've got a lot of opportunity ahead of us relative to innovation, we believe, which was a big piece of why we chose uh, natural polymers. Yeah, there's a lot of folks out there that make spray foam, right? I mean, and Ben to me, uh, and we're talking about Ben Brown, the founder of natural polymers, is how he's kind of a standout. You know, I've worked with him uh, on a number of different projects, and he's always thinking outside the box, you know, kind of zigging when everyone else is zagging. Um, so I think I think it's a great fit. Forward looking, how optimistic are you about the future of spray foam? How is Owens Corning going to make the spray foam industry better? I don't know that I could say that we will make the spray foam industry better. I think that'll that'll yet to be seen. Um, but I do think that we will make natural polymers a better company, and I think we'll make. Uh, will be a better supplier to the folks that are buying natural polymers material. Uh, and I think, you know, the, the commitments that we're able to, to make um, as Owens Corning supporting the natural polymers business, you know, when it comes to our people, it, it comes to the, the programs like CE and our ability to bring things like that to market. Um, you know, I think we're going to be able to bring a lot of things into this world that weren't there before. And, um, and have a lot of fun doing it with our customers. So, uh, you know, we're committed to it and we're ready to invest. That's why we got in. And I think that you'll see some, some great things as we, um, as we really help run that business. My next question, my closer was going to be the million dollar question is when might we see pink spray foam? Yeah. Okay. I've, I've heard that question before. The way I'd answer that is, is this, I'd probably say that, look, we bought a great company. It's a great business and we don't want to screw it up. We don't know what we don't know yet. And we have to operate this business for a while with, with Ben and the team and really understand what the potential and the capabilities are before we start putting a bunch of Owens Corning thinking um, into the business before we understand the, uh, the implications of it. You know, if, if pink spray foam someday is a uh, is something that's going to create value uh, for our customers, then that's something that we consider. There's going to be a lot of questions like that, I think, that stuff that Owens Corning does that we can put in the business. But like Kurt said before, we're going to we're going to try to run this business. Um, I won't separate is probably a good way to say it, but really we want to maintain the, the spirit of that business and allow them to innovate and operate as freely as they have been um, to do the things that they do for their customer base with us adding support and value where we can. So it's, it's not a no, but um, I think we want to wait and see if it's actually the right thing for us to do. Yeah. And I, I would just add on to that around the way that we traditionally always try to, to look at um, innovation, whether it's coloring something pink or not is look at it from a market back approach. Is that truly what the contractors want? Does it give them differential value? Um, does it bring you know additional business in for them for whatever reason? Um, but we want to hear it from the market back as opposed to us pushing it. You know, not only on a, on natural polymers but on contractors. Well, if you look at Canada, I mean, you're familiar with their practice of every manufacturer is 
designated a certain color, you know, and trust me, there's days that we run into a problem uh, with a, an install and we have no way to prove everything. You can't reverse engineer polyurethane foam and really tell what the heck it is or where it came from other than a visual color. So in Canada, you know, that's the, the approach they take. And there's plenty of times that we almost wish we could do the same thing. So in an effort to kind of get get a message out there to the spray foam contractors and some of our current current customers and future customers, you know, what is what's Owens Corning message to spray foam customers or spray foam applicators out there? What do you want to leave our listeners with today? We're excited. We're excited to be in this business. We already do business with many of the spray foam users that are out there in the market on the fiberglass side. I, I think the exciting thing is, is that we can now come in and work with you and your business. And we don't have to discriminate between the products. We have the products that you need to insulate homes and buildings right now. And depending on your application or your need or your customer's need or desire, we can support with spray foam, fiberglass, XPS, mineral wool. And um, just make sure we match up with what your customers want uh, from you. So, um, and you should expect us to get better every single day at doing what we do in this business. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, we can have some fun. Not with not only not only with IDI, but with the contractors and testing. You know, new building practices, new philosophies, new um, new ways of doing things. And now we've got a, a full complementary of products that we can go out and do that with and have some fun with it. So I think it's a pretty cool you know, pretty cool way to look at it going forward and a a good way to connect with the contractors, you know, that are out in the marketplace, not only with the the existing contractors we have, but some newer ones that we'll develop relationships with. I, I see that there's a commitment from Owens Corning to the spray foam industry. And that's what this is showing me. I'm excited about uh, what the future holds and what this is going to look like in one year, five years, 10 years. And uh, it's really, really exciting. And I think a lot of spray foam contractors and insulate let's just call them insulation contractors right because no gc that i know wants just a fiberglass contractor or just a spray foam contractor they need an insulation contractor and owens corning is obviously in a position to offer everything within that thermal envelope i greatly appreciate the time today yeah we appreciate it we appreciate being here you know the final comment is we direct almost everything that we do on the insulation side towards the contractor and making sure the contractor has what they need when they install our product. Even if it's a, if it's a remodel or buying it through Home Depot, our focus is still on making sure that that contractor is as uh, well positioned to use our products. Um, and IDI in particular is um, such a great customer of ours. Um, you know, we respect the hell out of you guys and enjoy working with you every day. So thanks for having us on the podcast.